You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. How's everybody been? Thanks, by the way, for uh, letting me leave for two weeks. Three weeks, Absolutely. actually, I think, Absolutely. since the last time we were That's a long trip, man. It was really only a two-week trip, but uh, we, we skipped that Still last week. only. But yeah, man. It was awesome. You have a, did Jenna have a good birthday? Uh, she had a great birthday, yeah. Thanks oh, in no yeah. uh, small part uh, due to you and your lovely wife for contributing to her uh, her mixtape. Jay, I, yeah, uh, nice. I got all of uh, her family and coworkers and, and a handful of her friends to uh, help uh, make a mixtape like d- tell me a song that uh, reminds you of her and then record a little audio bit uh, introducing yourself and why you chose that song that's uh, cool joe and sir cool. we're happy to uh, contribute joe's turned into a yeah. uh, little uh, little radio sound check <laughs> uh that i i'll have to play you uh, the clip joe because i totally added that underneath it yeah yeah there was like a sting when you sang the sting i found like a little sting sound effect to go underneath it that's a good time he did his in the form of uh dj radio <laughs> yes. Radio. So uh, thanks for awesome. doing that. Yeah, yeah, she's happy to get it. I, I gave like so uh, Jay the way it, it worked out. Um, Joel put mine and Sarah's like one right after the other, and I'm assuming this is what he still did. Um, so I come out of Sarah's and I'm giving like doing the DJ thing where I'm giving like facts about her song or whatever. Yeah. I'm like <laughs> you know that that was. Uh, what was it? Oh, that was Wilson Phillips yeah. with Hold On from 1992. And then like kind of <laughs> oh, talking about like he was nominated for a Grammy but lost to, uh, you know, to Bette Midler. Yeah. Um, he goes into the weather and the yeah. traffic. <laughs> yes. weather and traffic. That's awesome. It's uh, awesome. a good time. But man, I got to tell you, getting something onto a cassette tape in the year 2021 uh, not very uh-huh. easy. Like I have a, uh, no. I have a, oh, you, you legit, it is, it is tape. on a cassette tape. Oh, yeah. 90 minute God. cassette tape, both sides. I had to uh, figure out where the halfway mark was and cut it. Um, but yeah, wow. I, I have a tape deck that records, but it only records from a CD. And so it's like, well, shit, now I got to burn these things onto a CD first so I can copy them to cassette. I don't have a fucking CD oh burner. So I had to get a CD burner overnighted to the place we were staying at in San Diego. Um, I'm like oh burning God. it in the cabin and then transferring it over. Yeah, it was uh, a oh my God. Pretty, wow. pretty analog us, weekend. Making us all look mm-hmm. bad. And, well, yes. come on, man. It's, a, it's 40th. I got to do something big. And especially after what she did for mine. So I couldn't fucking show up empty handed. <laughs> A little overcompensation, maybe. <laughs> That's what we do here on this podcast, uh, the 16 Big Gladiators, uh, right here in the Next Wave Radio Network. Uh, my name is Joel. <laughs> I am always your co-host, every week talking about video games, along with uh, Jay Gunn. Hello again, Jay. Hello, hello. And uh, joining Good us once again, yeah, after a long hiatus, finally mm-hmm. got Joe Cucinati back on the mic. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't been on since what? Since when I started working on the play? Was it on... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, did, we did a couple of episodes in advance of you uh, doing your, your stage show for a couple of weeks, and then, of course, I was gone a couple of weeks, so uh, here we are again, back together. All right. Just I'll tell you, man, I, I, I think looking back on it, I probably would have been better off not doing the show. <laughs> I think I yeah, a couple of injuries uh, brought home with you, huh? Well, not just the injuries, but, you know, like the last show I did before this was One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah, great show. And it was, it was a dream role. Uh, it was something I'd always wanted to do and it felt really fulfilling to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, this had that been my last show, I'd have been perfectly happy with it. Mm-hmm. But then like the same director reached out 
let me know this was coming up. And I'm like, man, this guy gave me a shot to do something that's really important to me. I'll audition for him. You know, I'll see what's going on. I'll, I'll do this. I'll try to do the show. And I'd always said, like, if I do another play, it's going to be something with like four lines. Like, I don't want anything else. <laughs> just four lines. And so I end up auditioning for the show. He cast me. And it's this like comedy based on a bunch of guys performing all of the work of William Shakespeare mm-hmm. all in one night. And it was so like the script was so dense, so heavy. Yeah. More than four lines, thing. I'm guessing. More yeah, than, oh yeah, a lot more. more a lot more. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a and bit. it was it was kind of a, a, a bit of a drama filled experience as well. I'm not gonna say that I regret doing the show, <laughs> but I just feel like I I should have understood and considered more things before I agreed to do it. Uh, it, it didn't leave me with as sweet a taste in my mouth as Cuckoo's mm-hmm. Nest did. Yep. You could have stopped at Godfather yeah. 2, but no, you just yeah. had to make Godfather 3, didn't you? And so in 20 years, <laughs> I'm going to make the Coda version of Godfather 3. <laughs> That's right. Uh, well, uh, their loss is uh, our gain because uh, mm-hmm. we get you back on the show. And uh, yeah, man, we get to talk some video games. And uh, this week, our topic... Kind of harkens back to an episode we did a few weeks or a few months back, rather I should say. Yeah, I guess it's got where uh, we were talking about mm-hmm, movies that had been based on video games, and uh, you can listen to that episode. Hear us talk about the Mario Brothers movie and uh, Tomb Raider, uh, of course, Mortal Kombat. Um, we've had another one of those since, uh, and yeah, mm-hmm. the usual suspects. And we figured, hey, wouldn't it be fun to uh, do the reverse? Because uh, I think there was some confusion when we were <laughs> recording that, that first one. We, we thought we might be doing video games based on movies, but it was actually the opposite. So now uh, we're going we're gonna to take what we learned, and we are going to do an episode based on video games that were uh, based off of movies. Uh, and the only caveat I have to that is uh, what I texted earlier when I started doing research and realizing how many... Star Wars, like, so many. There are multiple oh God, Star Wars yeah. games based on just one of the movies. Well, every every Star Wars game you could posit is based on the movie. True. And so <laughs> yeah. because of that, I have zero Star Wars games on my list. Yes. As tempted as I was, I thought, you know what? I'm gonna do I'll, I'm gonna do Joel this solid because <laughs> afterwards he was like, No Star Wars games. And he was like, Okay, one each. And I was like, No, 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 no. I'm okay with this. I think that's a good choice because you could do a podcast just on the bad Star Wars games alone. Mm-hmm. Um, In fact, we did a whole episode yeah. based on yeah. Star Wars video games for our yes. May the 4th episode uh, last month. So check that out if you want to hear us talk about Star Wars games, good and bad. But yes, it sounds like uh, minimal Star Wars games. I may squeeze one in there as an honorable mention. Uh, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so uh, I've, I've kind of, as I'm compiling my list, realizing that these don't just have to be good um, video games based on movies. And in mm-hmm. fact, there there aren't a lot of them. There's so many bad ones. Much easier to find bad ones. So uh, for every good one I've chosen, I also have a, a, a bad one, uh, a yin to that yang. Uh, so nice. we'll, we'll talk about a little Same. mix here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, before cool. we jump right into it, though, uh, it's been a long time since we've uh, talked. So new video games, what are we playing? Jay, I suppose you're still on Valheim? Uh, you know, actually, I haven't played oh. uh, played that in a while. Um, Stand corrected. Um, I picked up, what was it that I picked up? Oh, um, Sleeping Dogs, the definitive edition. Oh, I picked that up. It was on it was on sale on uh, GOG for like two bucks. So I was like, all nice. right, I'll go ahead and pick it up. Um, that's been one that I've been wanting to play for a long time. So. Nice. Yeah, what did I see that was on sale? There was something that was really good on sale. Oh, oh, I saw uh, Little Nightmares Two was down to twenty five bucks today. Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. love Little Nightmares. Curious yes. that one. I, do, I do like that one. Uh, I like it very much. I wouldn't say I love it, but uh, they're fun enough to play through. And uh, we're about we're actually on the very last level now of uh, Little Nightmares Two. 
Nice, uh, enjoying nice. that. But uh, we did take our Switch with us on the road. So the, the downside of going on a, on a two-week vacation road trip is that uh, you can't haul your – like all the games we've been playing have been on like PS4. Uh, and there's mm-hmm. no way I'm hauling that thing with. Uh, but the, the the switch travels light. You take a little dock with you. We hooked it up to all the TVs in the rental rooms we were in uh, along the way, and uh, finally finished. Uh, I say I finally finished. My wife finally finished uh, the first Super Mario Galaxy. Went all the way through that. Oh, nice. Uh, that's how, that's how like nerdy we are, and uh, because we're like we're we're out in the wilderness, out amongst the trees uh, and nature, and we're inside our little room. With the Switch playing Super Mario Galaxy. You know what? There's some value. There's there's something to be said for just not being in your space. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That lets you still kind of unplug and refresh yourself. It's a vacation, man. You're yeah. supposed to do what exactly. you want to do, right? You're supposed to vacate. Yeah. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, on in back in 2017 when it when it first doom, came doom, out. Doom, 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 I, well, I guess it was 2018. Sorry, Jay. We do that when we're doing flashbacks. <laughs> all good. All good. Um, I was in uh, in in the Grand Canyon oh. and actually playing Breath of the Wild, <laughs> sitting on the edge of the Grand Canyon. Like now, that's like, kind of cool. I'm, yeah, I'm looking around. I'm going. I probably shouldn't be doing this, no. but I'm, yeah. I'm having too much fun. So. Yeah, that's cool. Man. I'd be afraid to get used to having that hang ladder everywhere and just think that you can rock off the uh, <laughs> edge of the Grand Canyon and I'll float to safety. Yeah. No, it doesn't work that way. That's fun. That's funny. Do you ever play video games on vacation? Uh, all the time. Oh, all, all the time. What are you talking about? Family I, gatherings? I take, my, I take my Switch with me when we go to Kroger, all right? So, <laughs> yeah. I make sure I'm prepared to play some video games just in case we get like snowed in. Yeah. Well, I've, I've got it with me. Well, what are you mm-hmm. playing lately then, Joe? Um, lately I've been cracking. I told you guys this off pod, but um, uh, lately I've been cranking away at Dragon Quest 11, which is just, oh, yeah. it's so, it's so good. Like if a Dragon Quest game, I guess if I'm going to talk about an RPG that can hit the emotional notes that mm-hmm. like Final Fantasy VI does, Dragon Quest 11 has definitely become that wow. game. But guys, this game is so long. Oh, it's yeah. so stupid long. Like <laughs> I was telling my wife, I was like, I thought I got to a point, like it seemed like this was kind of like the end of act two. Like mm-hmm. I got to the point where like the bad guy reveals his plan and like, you know, the, our heroes are at their lowest thematically. That means like you're pretty much nearing the end of the game. That's <laughs> the end of the second act. You're about to do the third act and you're going to finish it up. So I peeked at a walkthrough. I finished like the first third of the game. Like I still have a whole bunch of game left, and I'm like, and not only that, I'm playing the I'm playing the Switch version of it, Mm -hmm. which added more content, and I'm like, oh my god! So I don't hate it, but I'm definitely at that point where I'm like, I'm a dad, I'm a husband, (laughs) I've got responsibilities, full time job, I've got a job, you know, I've got a podcast that I try to help out with. Uh, Luckily, it's about video games, but at this, like, I'm like, I do not have time. For all of this, I don't have time, but it's so good, guys. Yeah. And the thing that I love about it, and I, was, I think I was telling Jay and Mark Zamora this, that like I, I started playing it as soon as it came out, and that was like two, two or three years ago. And then it sat around for an, like a year, and I didn't play it. Mm-hmm. I picked it back up and realized it has this cool feature that whenever you pl- pick it up again, it recaps almost everything you've done and then kind of gives you a little bit of a – like a little bit of information on what you were doing oh. when you stopped playing. It's like, like last time on Dragon Warrior. That's, bro, that's, that's so, so brilliant. Yeah, so it makes it really easy to kind of jump back in. But, you know, I was, I'm was i doing my Final Fantasy Marathon. I had taken a break and did both of those <laughs> Zelda games for the 3DS. 
or for the DS rather. And I was like, all right, before I get back into Final Fantasy VI, let's knock something else out off of the uh, out of the backlog. And I went with this, and I, I I should have picked a shorter game. Yeah, yeah. What made you think this was a short game? Like all those RPGs, those JRPGs. Or just interminable. Uh. Well, yeah, I guess I, I thought back to Dragon Quest Eight, and Dragon Quest Eight wasn't a super long game, so I was like, okay, you know what? Let me do this eleven. I'm sure it's not going to be too much worse, and it's about it's about twice as long as Dragon <laughs> Quest Eight is so far. Uh, mm. So that's it. Other than that, it, you might find me on my on my phone. Uh, I've kind of fallen boom, down this boom, rabbit hole boom, of uh, boom 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 boom. boom, boom find boom, me in my phone. Boom. Um, Sorry. The uh, the Tops Trading Card Company. They yes. have a few apps uh, for Marvel Comics, for WWE, Disney, uh, Star Wars, where it's just like collecting cards. And I've kind of fallen down that rabbit hole where I'm just like every day I'm opening a pack of cards, a free pack of cards, <laughs> oh, trying I to finish that. it. Yeah, that's it. Scratches that itch. It's it's definitely it's definitely fun. It's one of those apps that like they try to encourage you to spend real money, and I'm like, Haha, fuck uh, you, sucker. That's not happening. No. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's 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 what I have been doing. Nice. I uh, I picked up DC Superhero Girls Teen Power, <laughs> which was a real ordeal to pick up. I haven't started it yet. Though. Oh I'm gonna no, really? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it with Harper. I wanted a little mini review. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. With, with Harper, like it was for her. That's a good one. Too. It, we all know. I mean, it, I mean, look, it definitely wasn't. It was for me, <laughs> but I, I think it would be fun. I think she'll get a, a kick out of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not based on a movie, uh, no. but uh, other games that are based on movies are what we're going to be talking about in this episode of the Sixteen Big Gladiators. If I didn't plug us earlier, uh, you can find everything about us on our website, sixteenbiggladiators.com. Uh, go to our Facebook page, which is, of course, 16-Bit Gladiators, or follow us on Twitter at 16-Bit Gladiators. All right, uh, enough of the preamble. Good to see you guys again. I can't wait to jump back into uh, the topic du jour. So uh, I don't know how to do this because mine aren't really in categories, aside from good games and bad games. Uh, we usually kind of go that's what I've got. around the horn. Um, so I'm just going to start with one uh, that uh, is, is probably on at least one of y'all's lists, if not both. Uh, because uh, Goldeneye is probably yep, notorious top of my list. for being. Is it top of your list? There you go, man. Yep. Everybody yep. knows Goldeneye. Goldeneye kind of started that couch co-op uh, four-player first-person shooter genre. Uh, uh-huh. And uh, th- this was a game that like, I had actually played the game before I saw the movie, and I would love to take a survey of everyone who's ever played Goldeneye to see who's actually seen the movie Goldeneye, because uh, I-, I bet it's about half of that. No, that's that's interesting because didn't the game come out like a good couple of years after the movie did? I oh yeah, I think so. Or was yeah, it concurrent? I, oh, okay. I think the I think the movie was like the maybe early to mid nineties. Um, okay. 90, 93. So maybe by there. the time it'd been on uh, video and uh, cable, uh, enough mm-hmm. people had seen it. I just uh, I, I guess I would say I'm I'm not necessarily a, a James Bond fan. I like a handful of the movies, but you know, not a James Bond fan. But I love me the hell out of this game, man. Uh, oh yeah. Spent many hours playing friends and cousins and uh, just having a good time and uh, getting shot a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I grabbed that, um, the leak that happened uh, earlier this year where they um, released the, I guess it was 2009, they were redoing the game or remastering the game. Oh, yeah. Um, they were going to put it out on Xbox 360. And Microsoft and Nintendo were working together to get this done and just something kind of fell through the cracks. I Mm. guess they couldn't get the license uh, renewed for it. So it just kind of went away. And um, 
somebody found the ROM, but it was uh, it was inc- like encrypted, password encrypted. Mm-hmm. And I guess they've been working on it all this time, and they finally cracked the code. It was password one. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they they finally cracked the code, and, and and now you can you can either burn it to a disc if you have like a uh-huh. hacked uh, three hundred and sixty, you can play it directly on the console or. Um, like I'm, I'm playing it through emulator, uh, through a 360 emulator. Is it like a complete game? Just upres? It's yeah. It's basically. Wow. I mean, as far as I can tell, it's the complete game. I only played through like the first couple of um, mm-hmm. couple of missions. Um, but as far as I can tell, it's complete, and it even has multiplayer. They were well, going to do yeah. uh, like online multiplayer with it. They were going to add that into it, but I don't. I don't think that's been incorporated into the into the ROM itself. Oh, that's too bad. Um. But it's kind of brilliant because you can hit the, uh, I think it's the either the left uh, shoulder or the right shoulder, one of those two. Mm. And it will flip between the original N64 graphics and the remastered graphics. Oh, nice. And it's bizarre playing it on the remastered graphics thinking... Yes, this is how I remember it looking, and uh-huh. then actually flipping it to the N64 <laughs> graphics, going, "Holy how!" Shit. And we're looking at like the cleanest HDMI digital signal. Most of us back then, you know, had the little yellow, white, mm-hmm. and red cables coming in the analog, and it was always interference. Uh, yeah, how we play that stuff, and not only on one player, but now split it four, four ways. With the split screen with these yes. little postage stamp size. No, yeah, it's uh, it's ridiculous that we ever did that. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah. how does this relate to the uh, the version of GoldenEye that they released on the 3DS? Yeah. So the the one that was released on the 3DS apparently that was I think Activision did that one because mm-hmm. they have the they have the Bond license now, and so they basically just they they took. They put uh, like Pierce, Daniel Craig in it. Yeah, I was gonna say they they took Pierce Brosnan out, put Daniel Craig's likeness in it, and essentially they they remade it entirely. So it's it's similar at the beginning, like it has the the opening, you know, the the dam that you go into on the in the beginning stage. Mm-hmm. But then apparently after that, and I've never actually played through the game, um, but I think after that it deviates off, so it, it doesn't follow the the original game the way that the the remaster one does. That's a shame. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I, if I remember correctly, it did not get reviewed very well. Either. <laughs> well that's Activision for you. Mm-hmm. I, I loved GoldenEye, and I can't deny that it's one of the best video games based on a movie. Mm-hmm. I don't have it on any of my lists, though. Really? But I, I do have a 007 game that's... I, I, I wouldn't put it under best, and I wouldn't put it under the worst, but I do think it's worth mentioning. It was 007 Everything or Nothing on the PS2. Hmm, that was good, yeah. It was um, it was a really interesting experiment because it was basically EA giving you the last Pierce Brosnan James Bond adventure hmm, yep. as a video game. Hmm, and yep. it was a pretty solid story. Like, it would have made a good story for a movie with Willem Dafoe playing the son of the uh, the Christopher Walken character from oh, – uh, from uh, oh, gosh, what is what was it called? Um, uh, this is a Bond question. Grace, no, Grace Jones. Um, Diary. A View to a Kill. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. Playing the, he was the, he's the son of the character from A View to a Kill, looking to get revenge now on James Bond. <laughs> um, it was, 
it was a really cool like Heidi Klum was like the femme fatale it had this whole like actual musical number just like the opening to a Bond movie it had this whole musical number so you had just like in every Bond movie at least every early Bond film I don't know if the Daniel Craig ones still do this where you kind of have that first bit of story that kind of whether you realize it or not sets up everything that's about to happen within yes. the rest of the movie. Yes. And so it's this thing and you think it's like it's it always plays out like it's the end of a mission for Bond. Right. And then at the the, the conclusion of the mission it goes into like mm-hmm. the opening number. And then you always kind of find out that like that mission was actually the beginning of this other thing. Yep. Uh and it was that's the way this game played out. It was it was like I said it was a really cool experiment. It's been so long since I've played it that I can't really give it a qualification whether whether it was good or bad but it was definitely it's definitely stuck with me and worth mentioning never heard of that one uh never played it but you're telling me that like willem dafoe and heidi klum were actually in this video game yeah yeah mm-hmm. their, their wow. likenesses their voices yeah interesting i do remember it being at least being fairly decent hmm. that's yeah that's that's why i didn't put it under bed <laughs> uh well word this an episode about uh video games based on uh james bond movies uh we'd be over but uh, we're just getting started uh, you know there's a surprising amount of bond games too there's a lot yeah there's a lot there's there there's lot. one that's just straight up 007 racing yep like, <laughs> they made a james bond mario kart game for <laughs> that actually sounds kind of awesome uh all right jay do you in fact have a james bond game on your list or uh nah uh well I mean the only one that I had was was Golden Golden Eye that's so, right I guess we all did didn't we Yeah yeah all right there's our one So uh, I will I guess move on and uh, I'll go with the the more recent Mad Max game I know there was one mm. back in the late eighties so or nineties but so oh my good, god it's so good mm-hmm. It was from the developers that did that Lord of the Rings um, mm-hmm. Shadow of War or whatever mm-hmm. Oh yeah it's, so it's got a very similar kind of level up feature and uh, rival mechanic. Oh, Jay, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. stealing your thunder. Go ahead. No, no, it's it's good. It's good. No, I, I, I love it because it's it's the, you know, it gets the it gets the open world. Um, and it's so even though you're just out in the desert, it's it's beautiful uh, in, a, in its own way. And the you know, you got you got your fighting mechanics that are very similar to like the Batman games. Mm-hmm. So it's very simple to pick up and and play but still difficult enough that you know you'll get your ass kicked if you're if you're not careful mm-hmm. but man just you you go from place to place and you're basically liberating camps essentially mm. and, and taking over uh taking over control of the desert and and getting what is it all the resources for your gas and and things that you need to get into it but god the 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 controls on the game are it's just yeah so perfect like normally i hate driving games that are third person mm-hmm. like if i can't get to a first person view through the, no, through the window i can't i can't play them i'm the opposite yeah yeah a lot of people are and it 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 really surprises me that because <laughs> to me it like the tail i see the tail fishtail and i i overcompensate uh, but whatever they did with this it 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 works perfectly hmm. even in even in third person you know this so. brings up a good question um we should define like what makes a good video game based on a movie i mean obviously mm-hmm. the game itself has to be good um mm-hmm. but but there's something to you know the, the tie-in itself it just can't have the name and the graphics it's got to feel like that video or like that movie right 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 which i would say probably in terms of feel this one probably doesn't feel like fury road hmm. um, is it trying to be that it feels no. like 
Road Warrior. It I definitely has say, that Road Warrior feel. Road Warrior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a sleeper hit of it. Like I wouldn't say hit. I don't know how it was reviewed, but I think it did well. Well, well. Did it? Oh. It was a sleeper game. Like if you if you blinked, you missed it because mm-hmm. it really just it wasn't on a whole lot of people's radars at first. And I remember grabbing it just because I was a huge fan of Fury Road, and I was like, well, let's see what these guys did. You know, full disclosure, I am totally the guy. Even when I know it's going to be crap, I will pick up like a video game mm-hmm. because like I need to see, I need to check and see <laughs> yes. like how bad is it, you know? And to kind of <laughs> I guess to speak to Joel's question. What I'm looking for in a game based on a movie, I want a game that's going to not only bring me back to what I enjoyed about the film, mm-hmm. but kind of give me a chance to feel like I'm a part of it this time. Yeah, And yeah. that's that's where I'll feel like it succeeds. And it's really strange to – with that being my criteria, the games that do succeed for me, there's some low-tech games on the list that mm-hmm. I think pulled it off in spades. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the next game I'm going to talk about, uh, yeah, would not be considered a good adaptation, good representation of the movie, or a good video game. Uh, and I'm talking about a little. Uh, I, I talked about this on our Christmas episode. We were talking about uh, games from Christmas past, games that somebody maybe bought us. We didn't buy ourselves. Uh, that uh, they thought they were doing uh, a good service, uh, and then ended up just get, gifting a shitty game to a, an eight year old boy uh, who was then disappointed. Uh, and for me. That game was uh, Fester's Quest, based uh, mm. on the Adams Family. <laughs> Joe just shaking his oh head. Oh, my God. In uh, shock. Yeah. Um, f- what a stinker of a game. First of all, <laughs> yes. Uh, notoriously difficult uh, for an NES game. Uh, yeah, quite frustrating. I don't remember it having a save feature, so I think uh, when you were done playing that game and removed it from your NES, when you plugged it back in, you are going to be starting right at the beginning, so... Uh, very familiar with the first couple of levels of that game, but uh, quickly abandoned yeah. it. Even at the young uh, and tender age I was at, realized that uh, this game was not very good and and not representative of like what you think about with Adam's family. Like, where are mm-hmm. all the other characters? Where why? First of all, why Uncle Fester? Like, why is Fester yeah. the hero? Uh, maybe Wednesday or Pugsley or hell, even Gomez or Morticia. Those are the ones people know, right? But mm-hmm. Uncle Fester, like he's he's not a hero of a video game. I have to imagine yeah. there's some sort of licensing in there where, uh, um, you know, the, the rights holders for the Adams family didn't want to didn't want to give away, uh, you know, their best characters in a video game. But he, you can have Fester, it, you can have it, Fester it and Thing. Been, it could have been the actors themselves that, like John Aston, didn't want to give. Well, that's true. You know, right to his appearance. Except that this one didn't even Raul look like Julia. this one didn't even look like Christopher Lloyd. Like they could have gotten no, away with it, using it all of them. Like the t- it looked like the TV actor, though. Yeah, it looked like the TV fester. I mean, you put a bald guy in like a Gargamel cloak. It's fucking Uncle Fester, right? You do know there was a TV show called <laughs> The Adams Family before there was a movie. Right? Oh, absolutely. No, yeah, I do. Well, I, yeah. So I guess this was based on the movie, which was, was based, based on, on the, the TV show. show. Well, the, but no, I think the game was based on the movie. I think the game was based on the show. Oh, well, then it uh, gets scratched from this list. It is no longer a video game based on the movie. <laughs> Cut this part out, Jeff. I'm just being difficult. <laughs> if you want me to pick another bad game, I got other bad games to choose from. We'll get to them. But but uh, I've talked enough. Joe, how about you? Got a good or bad game based on a movie? Uh, I've got a uh, I've got an excellent game that's Ooh. based on a movie frame that nobody was expecting because the film was so absolutely horrible it was so bad and then the reaction to when the game came out people were so surprised at how good this game was that like 
There was a uh, there's a, a comedy website I think called Mega sixty four. Oh yeah, and they did this whole fake trailer for X Men Origins Wolverine the game oh. the movie <laughs> that was on my list too <laughs> because the game was so absolutely fantastic mm-hmm. it was so good like nothing made you feel more like Wolverine like it it gave you this like fantastic story really deep going into like the origins of Wolverine like within the first like two levels you're fighting a sentinel like this multi leveled oh, wow. sentinel and uh, you got like a, a nice blend of action and at the same time quick time events were starting to become big in games mm. um this was an xbox 360 title i believe okay um, so, yeah. and uh and man was it good like well well voice acted i think you had hugh jackman was doing the what? voice for him wow um mm-hmm. It was it was so good. Like whenever you would get hurt, like you would see the physical damage on Wolverine, and as you played, like you would see him heal up slowly. <laughs> That's awesome. It was you like you'd see like his ribs, and then slowly as you played, they would heal up. Nice. Uh, it was it was incredible, and the fact that like it was tied into a movie that like it was so backwards. Usually, the game is yes. supposed to be what's bad. And uh, no, it was good. Huge, hugely recommend still to this day. Can you imagine being the developers of that game and thinking like, "Hey, man, here, this is our big shot. Like, we got this big AAA title. It's X Men. Everybody knows X Men. We got Hugh Jackman doing the voice. It's going to coincide with this new X Men. X Men hasn't made a bad movie yet, right? Eh, Last Stand was maybe a little hit, but uh, here, yeah, this is a surefire thing. And then uh, for that movie to be the stinker it was, uh, and just tarnish. Your video game that uh, you put all this effort into, uh, and it unfairly. didn't. Though. It didn't. People still discovered the game. Oh, they loved the game. Yeah. Uh, it's notorious for being like way better than the film counterpart. <laughs> I'll have to check it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. All right, Jay. On to you, buddy. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, all right. Uh, let's go with. You know what? I'll go with Aladdin. Oh no! Disney's now, Aladdin. now which one? Wait, which one? The SNES one or the mm-hmm. Genesis one? The SNES one. Oh, because I did not play the. I did not play the, uh, oh, the Genesis until way later in life. Um, my God, talking about difficult games. Oh yeah. It you know it's your standard platformer and stuff, but the I don't know. There's something about like the Super Mario Brother games mm-hmm. where they're so tight, oh, so yeah. controlled, mm-hmm. and you expect it from all platformers, right? Yeah, you start expecting that from all platformers, and you get something like that that's so loose. And you don't stop on a dime. You no. have momentum. And, you know, that stuff is like, yeah, that's more realistic. But <laughs> come on. <laughs> I want to actually get through these levels. Um, I, I have it in my kind of midway between good and bad. Because yeah, it's not itself a bad game in terms of it's still fun. It's still got the Aladdin story. I still love the Aladdin story. It's got the Aladdin soundtrack, right? A little it's got the Aladdin soundtrack. Ship-tune yeah, versions yeah. of the music. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But it goes into the starts to dip into the bad because man, the gameplay is just not not great, <laughs> not yeah, great at all. Not that was that was that Capcom who made that. That was, I believe, Capcom. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. and they, most of their games, most of their Disney adaptations were really good. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, mm-hmm. I think that was the beginning because then they followed that up with uh, Lion King, with Lion which is actually King, on yep. my bad games list because uh, yeah. uh, everything you're complaining about of Aladdin, they just carried over in that Lion King game. It was beautiful to look at. It had the music. But man, were you slighty and uh, trying to time those jumps. And uh, it wasn't very clear where the edges of platforms were. So uh, a yep. lot of unnecessary deaths uh, yep. with, with that Lion King game. But uh, yeah, I'm with you in that Aladdin game. Um, although I'm surprised to hear you say that you like the SNES 
version more than the Genesis because I think I've, yeah, there's there's a, yeah. a lot of people who think opposite. Joe is shaking his I've, head. I've always Those heard people are wrong. <laughs> I, I mean, I agree. That's my theory. Yeah, I agree. My thinking. <laughs> I, I've always heard that the that the Genesis version was was better was the better version, and every time I see it on on uh, you know the the top 100 video games of all time yeah. list or whatever, and they always bring up that the Genesis version is better. So I finally played it. Um, I don't know, probably God, I had to have been five or six years at least oh, yeah. now, maybe even 10 years ago, um, and played both of them to yeah, see. Back to back. I still prefer the SNES version. If, yeah, I, if I'm if i going to play one of them, it's going to be the SNES version. As, it as looks better. As... It sounds better. Mm-hmm. It, it controls better. better. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it I know. plays better. In fact, is actually possible. <laughs> I, I never got accustomed to the, the chunkiness of that Sega Genesis controller, because I did play it back in the day mm-hmm. when it came out. Uh, and that thing, maybe it just had small hands, uh, but I don't think so. It was the way that thing was curved. It was like holding a football with buttons. It was, yeah. yeah. It was a very odd, like, shape. Yeah, like, like a, a boomerang. Kind of a, yeah, almost like a, yeah, there you go. Kid, yeah. uh, like, I was going to say, like, kidney bean, or but a boomerang <laughs> yes, is much better, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, you know, I, I guess uh, in some ways it does have, quote-unquote, better graphics. Like, it has more animations. I think that was the thing that they... It, it was a larger game, like from a memory mm-hmm. standpoint, so they had more animation. I think they were working tighter with the Disney crew uh, on mm-hmm. that EA game, um, so they were like, you know, scanning in some of the cells from the actual movie. So it was supposed to yeah. be better, but yeah, ultimately, I agree. SNES all the way. There you go. Yeah. One of the things yeah. that I appreciated about that game, before we move on from this one, uh, it was an action game. It was a cool platformer. I mean, I, I agree with you. I think the controls were a little loose, but it was one of the first games I played on the SNES where, uh, you know, again, going back to what makes a good movie adaptation of a video game, does it capture the spirit? Yeah. And the the fact that you have that one level, the whole new world level, yes. where you're just Aladdin and Jasmine, flying around. and you're just kind of like flying around on the magic carpet, enjoying that, mm-hmm. collecting whatever it is you're collecting. But there's no fear of death because it's a sweet moment between the two. Like mm-hmm. the developers, the writers of that game, like got it. They got that mm-hmm. that moment isn't about peril. It isn't about yeah. the stakes. It's kind of about enjoying that moment. And yeah. I got to give them credit for like taking that risk. Um, and and you got to think like how much of a risk is it? You know, the game's for kids. I don't know many little kids that were going to get to that point of the game. <laughs> I, anyway. I didn't get to nope. that point of the game. I've only seen it in video. <laughs> Yeah, but that yeah, was... it was much later in life before I got into <laughs> yes. far, you know, farther than the first few levels of uh-huh. it for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. That was a weekend rental. I could only get in far as far into that game as uh, forty eight hours would allow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Both Aladdin and the Lion King recently got, I guess, remastered, and if I'm if I'm hearing correctly, they've tweaked the controls because they are the SNES versions. No, they're at not. Least they're not. Nope. Aladdin is the Genesis version. Oh, oh, no. Okay. okay. See, even yeah. they think it's the better one. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, let's get out of Disney uh, and drop right into um, Marvel, uh, I guess, which brings us back into Disney nowadays. Yeah. Own <laughs> Way to but, go. Uh, <laughs> Good segue. <laughs> we've been playing. Uh, thanks. <laughs> it's totally intentional. Uh, Jen and I have been playing uh, a lot of that 2018 Spider-Man. Uh, on the PS4, and so uh, man, that is a now. Now, does that count, Joe? Because that's, is that even really based on the movie? I don't either? think it counts. God I, I don't it. think it counts. I think I think you get it on a technicality. Over two because 
it's built on the engine that was Spider-Man 2. Like mm-hmm. all the successful Spider-Man yeah. games since Spider-Man 2 have been built off of that that motion engine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to give you a pass on it, even though like yes. the Peter Parker isn't based on any of the movie Spider-Man. Like he doesn't look like it. I would even say like maybe Miles Morales would kind of come close, but even that isn't based on Into the Spider-Verse. All right. Well, but then let's go with that uh, Spider-Man I, 2 for the BS2 uh, back in the day, right? A, because that's, a, that's perfect. Go. That's that a great perfect. one. And uh, that actually did have Tobey Maguire doing uh, the voice, didn't mm-hmm. it? And Bruce you know? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, yeah, I do remember Bruce, Bruce Campbell, Campbell was doing. He was doing the voice of the narrator and stuff. Yeah, oh, that's and right. Tobey Maguire. There you go. Uh, yeah, it was. Man, Spider Man Two was a game changer. That was yeah. that was really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that was like the the first one that was like really got it right. Like that, yes. the whole feeling of, mm-hmm. of swinging through, through the, the city. Yeah. It was the first one that let you do open world swinging in New York City. Everything else was just kind of a linear storyline mm-hmm. yeah. where you couldn't divert from your path to get from one place to another. That was the one that introduced missions in the city that you can like yeah. explore. That's right. So there you go. Change my answer to Spider-Man 2 for the PS2. That's yeah. a good one. Really pleased on the movie. Uh, all right, Joe, what do you got up next, buddy? Well, I'm going to go low tech and I'm going to kind of knock a bunch out at once because it all falls under the same mm-hmm. IP. Let's do it. And the thing is, this IP has good games. It has bad games. Um, but one of the best is Die Hard on the NES. <laughs> there it is. Bro, this game is so good. Uh, like... You want to talk about a game that like it captures the feel of the movie. You're just kind of like surviving and surviving any way you can. And the thing is, I probably love it more than I should because of what it's based on. Because mm-hmm. I love Die Hard so much, and my love of Die Hard, in turn, is what got me through the game. Like, and, oh no. and it's one of one of those few times where it's like. Okay, so I used my knowledge of what I knew about what was going on in Die Hard and applied it to the game, and it helped me win. Like, I, I remembered what floors things were on, and the people who made this game paid attention to those details. Yeah, Die Hard fans. It's, it's so cool because you can finish the game however you want. There are multiple endings to this. You could finish the game by getting the detonators and keeping them from blowing the roof. You can finish the game by like, you know, blowing the roof and letting hostages die, but still saving Holly. You could finish the game by not saving Holly, but still killing Hans. Like there are so many different outcomes to this game and it's ridiculous. But in order to get the best ending, you have to do everything like how it happens in the film. Um, so I think that in the NES era, I think is way ahead of its time. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think that that's, that's a level of detail and a level of trust in your players that even today you have a hard time finding. So you have that. Then you have Die Hard Trilogy that came out on PC and PS1, which was also a great Die Hard game. <laughs> I, even know about that. Uh, I got that one on my list. The Die Hard arcade game that came out. Now you're uh, talking. In, in the late yes. '90s, that was which wasn't originally Die Hard. They just reskinned everything. What? Oh yeah, it was a, just a Sega fighter about like two mm-hmm. cops. Uh, <laughs> the time they crisis. reskinned. And the thing is, those were your good games. Then Die Hard has some bad ones, mm-hmm. like Die Hard Trilogy Two. 
that was out on the PlayStation 1. Die Hard Vendetta for the GameCube was also a tragically horrible mm. game. Oh. Uh, and Die Hard Nakatomi Plaza, as much as I wanted to like it on the PC, was impossible so to So what play. you're saying is uh, oh. they followed the trajectory of the movies and have gotten yes. progressively and worse. They got, and they got progressively worse release. as they've gone along. <laughs> but that first one on the NES is a classic. And I I have the I have it in the box. Oh, yeah. Uh, I still have that game. Um I, I love it, and I think that if if you have the chance to play this thing, give it a shot. Oh, and then there was some like PC version that came out only in Japan that Jay got me. <laughs> that's also super fun. What? It's super good. But, Did it turn out good? Oh, yeah, that's awesome. it was. That's it was awesome. really good. It was really good. Um, so yeah, like Die Hard. I think even though it has some bad entries, the first one, it's so it, it's so great. It's so great. Sorry. I know I took up a lot of time no, no, talking okay. about no. Die Hard. I'm still trying but, to wrap my head around uh, how there is a Die Hard trilogy 2. I know, oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make sense to me. Does Don't not even worry about it. The reason why Die Hard Trilogy 1 was good was because it was actually three games mm-hmm. built into one. And it was because at the time there were only three movies. So the first one was this like third person shooter where you're John McClane exploring the building, saving the hostages, Mm -hmm. um, trying to get to the top so you can save your wife. Then the second one was kind of more of a rail shooter where Mm -hmm. you're at the Dulles International Airport. Oh, interesting. The third, like a crazy taxi racing game where you had to get through checkpoints uh, in the taxi, like in Die Hard 3. The second one. Was called so it's called Die Hard Trilogy Two, but it's only based on one story. It's just that they used the like the gameplay mechanics oh, from the it. first one. Mm. So you had three different kinds of levels throughout the game, where you had the third person shooter, the rail shooter, and the driving the vehicle around. I get it. Now. But the whole thing took place in Vegas. <laughs> so, so it was it was it was a dumb idea. Not canon. Oh, yeah, I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh, well, that's funny. Uh, all right. Well, uh, Jay, I think we're moving on to you then. Try to top that. All right. I will use my one Star Wars game card. Oh, here we go. And I will go with the Lego Star Wars. Oh, there you go. It Amazing. is actually based on... Now, Now, which one? Because there have been several Star Wars. I would say... Well, I would say technically the first one, but I guess you could say the first... Or the whatever, whatever it's going to be, the complete saga when oh, yeah. it comes out, the Skywalker saga. Yeah. Well, well, here's the thing: Lego Star Wars, the first Lego Star Wars game, was based on the prequel trilogy. Yes. Oh, that's it right. It was, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. It was. It wasn't until Lego Star Wars two, the original trilogy, mm-hmm. where we where we got the uh, the classic characters and stuff. Oh. Let me adjust my glasses. <laughs> in my pocket. Uh, but yeah, no the the. That was my first introduction to the that that style of Lego games. Yeah. Like I had seen them before, where they were, you know, just it was more just almost like a Minecraft style, where you actually build things. Right. Um, and so when they when they brought this out, where there was a story, and not realizing quite how they were going to pull that off, in, in terms of one, the, the guys don't talk, which I know they do now in the in the later Lego games, but. They don't talk. They just emote. Yeah, it's all pantomime. And, and and you have all of this. You know, I guess the well, I guess yeah. Technically, it was the the prequel at that time. But you've got those three movies to go through, mm-hmm. and, and to be able to to condense that down into something that not only kids can enjoy, but something that parents can enjoy. Yeah. You know, who are usually dragged into having to play stuff with their kids because <laughs> yeah, that's what you do. Um, but oh my God, it was just, it was so engaging. 
and and as an adult coming into it not having kids i still freaking <laughs> loved it you know yeah that you know of <laughs> yeah, <I'm very> <laughs> yeah uh, I'm with you, man. We, we talked about those Lego games before. They're all so easy to just kind of drop in and play, and especially if you know the property, uh, the way we all know the Star Wars movies. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. it's like playing the movies. It's it's like seeing the movies again for the first time. Just uh, yeah, told. kind of a fresh perspective on yeah. the movies too. Yeah. yeah, I think that there's something also to be said for the fact that you can't die in the yeah. game. Right? Yeah, like just keep spawning. It's 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 a game that's like. Look, it's not about, you know, trying to, like, perfect something or get through something. We're not going to limit you on lives. We just want you to have fun in this sandbox that's based on your favorite film franchise. Like, have fun. Have fun playing around. Have fun exploring. If something kills you, you blow up, okay, big deal. You're going to start back up right there. You know, we'll reward the people that don't die by giving them all these studs or whatever or achievements for getting through a level without dying. But you know what? For most people, they don't give a shit about that. Have Mm -hmm. have fun with it. That was, um, again, it's it's nice when the game designers get it. Like they, they kind of like, they're not trying to force their narrative down your throat. Mm -hmm. They're just trying to help you have a good time. Yeah. That's like a sign of, of the developer who really loves what they're doing. Like they, they love the property and they love what they're working on when they'll, when they'll take the time and take the care to do it that way. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, well, developers who must have hated the time working on uh, this next game uh, and the experience, I can't imagine anybody uh, who was on the team behind Street Fighter, the movie, the Dude, game. fuck you. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> now, you technically, don't this, you don't believe that. What are you talking about? Those You're whole, just saying it. You're just saying it because you don't like the Street Fighter this movie. Is a to- uh, it has nothing to do with the movie, even if I liked the movie, which yeah, I don't I don't hate the movie. Uh, I saw the movie. I've seen it multiple times in my lifetime. Of course now. you have. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I was a big Street Fighter fan. I just had higher expectations for it. That's all. Uh, but had zero expectations for a game based on a movie that was already based on a video game. Uh, I'm realizing all of my entries today kind of have uh, asterisks next to them. <laughs> uh, beat me on a technicality. But uh, this is actually a game based on a movie. Uh, just happen- it's based on a game, but I don't mm-hmm. know wh- why. It's based on a movie. <laughs> like, I'd love to have been in the pitch room uh, when this game was being uh, planned. It's Mortal Kombat. It's their their answer to Mortal Kombat. Like somebody watched this and went, somebody watched this and went, you know what we should do? Should put you know, Mortal Kombat has real actors. We're doing like you know this these these photo captures. Let's do something like that with our Hollywood actors. We've got Jean Claude Van Damme for God's sake. That like, is true. Let's do that. Yeah. So so on one hand, I get it. The thing is, I think it would have been better had they done this with Mortal Kombat style controls. Yes. Instead of a weird amalgamation of Street Fighter controls yeah. that didn't match the movements and like the, the one of the great things about Street Fighter itself mm-hmm. is that the animation and the motion, like the way everything you do is kind of fluid with mm-hmm. what it is that you see. Like everything you do to do a special move in the game kind of makes sense. Like you can almost see like how physically that would translate into the character's body. Sure. Like when to do a, to do a firewall with Ryu, you have to do the semicircle Down. and with the punch. Mm-hmm. So it makes Before. you think like the way he does the, the fireball, he would go like this mm-hmm. and then sort of like it all kind of makes sense. But like with Mortal Kombat, doing combos in Mortal Kombat just don't make – it's just – Mortal Kombat is just a – it's a contest to see who can get button sequences down faster yep. than yes. the other. Yep. Uh, and had they done just that, 
it would have been great. The The problem is they did just a little bit of that and then tried to add in Street Fighter moves too because they're like, well, we can't have a game called Street Fighter and have people confused about how to do fireballs. Yeah. So they did that, but it just – none of it gelled. And yeah, even though I'm, I'm talking – I'm saying fuck you to Joel just because <laughs> you know it's, it's funny. He's absolutely right. Like this game was terrible. And in uh, preparing for this podcast, I looked up how much copies of this game are going on eBay right now. Let's oh, God, they got to be going for a ton. $150. What? For uh, this, actually... for a piece of shit game. That's... that's actually much less than I would have expected. Oh, really? Who's paying yeah. that? Uh, some, I don't some, know who's people... paying that. It's got to be because of the rarity of it, right? And they probably it's didn't make be, a lot yeah. of these because they didn't expect them to sell a lot, and indeed they didn't, and uh, so they're hard to come by. I got to admit, I've never seen what this but looks like... like in the wild. Why would you? Oh, I had it. it. Didn't I, I owned you it owned once this the first and got rid of it. No, why? Yeah, it's, it you can't. Terrible. You can't have a movie, uh, a video game called Street Fighter. When at this point, we already know what a Street Fighter game is, what it is, we expect it to be, how we expect it to play, and then not look or feel like uh, it's, its namesake. Uh, so yeah, I don't think it looked like a cash grab uh, to me, and probably to a lot of people, which is uh, why it's it's on the the dumpster pile of uh, video it's, game history. It's really hard to like have a movie like Street Fighter that even though it failed so spectacularly, mm-hmm. at least there was still a sense that the people that were making it were having a good time. Yes. Like they were they were just having fun. Like they they didn't get it. It was a movie made by a 60-year-old man yes. who had no idea what a Hadouken was. He was like, "I don't get it. Let's just do this thing. Let's have basically it's the plot of American Ninja but with Street Fighter characters." <laughs> And that's fine. Like, you get it. You get that everyone's kind of just having fun being these characters. This game didn't capture any of that. Like, it was such a joyless experience watching it, playing it. (laughs) The endings were still, like, as bad as the endings were for Street Fighter itself. Like, they did that just with the – like, you would think they – hey, show some digitized video like you do for the intro of the game. Show some digitized video as, like, the endings. Got the actors. Two seconds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, no, it, it's man. I, I could go on for two hours about how bad this game. Is. <laughs> well, let's not. Let's get back into the land of the good games based on movies uh, or not, Joe. The choice is yours. Okay, uh, I'm going to go with the SNES era with a game called Stargate based oh, yeah. on the Kurt Russell James Spader film. <laughs> um, again, just like the the Die Hard game for the NES, this was a game that like you could play through, but there was also like something like another objective that you had to be achieving while playing the game Mm -hmm. that if you missed it, you didn't get a good ending for the game. So while you're playing the game, there are different like symbols hidden throughout the game, but they don't tell you this in the game. They're just like, Hey, get to the end. Hey, beat this guy. You have to actually go looking for these symbols. And I'm sure it was in the instruction manual, but I never had a new copy of this game. Uh, The copy that I eventually got, I believe was a used copy because I think I only have the cart. Maybe I don't, I don't remember, but like, I don't think I had the manual the first time I played it. I think we rented it. And so I just kind of went straight through the game, just playing it, you know, going through beat raw at the end. It was one of those games we played all night, like boys sleepover in Mm -hmm. middle school or high school, beat the game and like get this ending. That's like, well, you've defeated raw, but unfortunately you didn't find this. Your princess is in another castle. And you're, you're stuck. And now you're stuck on Abaddon for the rest of your life. And I'm like, that seems, that seems like a dark ending. And it's, (laughs) And so, like, that's when I learned, oh, 
like there are stuff that you need to find throughout the course of this game. So went back and played through it again, like a year or two later to find like all the symbols. And yeah, then you get like the good ending and it was, but like the animation, the character animation is so fluid and so smooth. The, uh, the, the, the gunfire, like the sound, like just everything programmed into this game was so top notch. And at, in that terror, in that time, rather, there were three games on SNES that kind of felt and played the same way. It was Stargate, Alien 3, and Judge Dredd. And mm. I don't know if they were all the same developer, but they all felt very much alike, and they were all so satisfying to play. Uh, and, uh, and you know, big big tip of the hat to whoever put those together. But, yeah, again, following those lines of, like, what makes a successful movie adaptation, it's a, it's a game that follows – some of the stuff that made the movie successful mm-hmm. and that's they were trying to find not only was it a bang bang shoot 'em up but it was also discovery and so you kind of had both of those things it was law and order <laughs> <laughs> you know i was looking up because i was curious as you were talking who uh, the developer of that game is and it's a, a claim uh, oddly enough because they're not oh, that's, usually known that's surprising for- <laughs> yes exactly yeah, it is. they did the shitty mortal Kombat uh, to super nintendo conversion uh, so yeah, surprised yeah. that uh, that game is as good as it sounds, Joe. Yeah, yeah, it's good yeah. stuff. Yeah, I actually, I had that one on my list too. As, as, oh, did you? Uh, as, All right, well then we're going to skip Jay and go right back to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, just kidding, Jay. Uh, you are up. What uh, what video game based on a movie is next on your list? All right, um, I will go with then uh, Tron. Oh. <laughs> Wait, on which list? Which list do you have? This good. Yeah. Oh, good. Definitely good. Yeah. Good man. Yeah the the arcade version specifically from the eighties. Um, the only game that I had played on that in the eighties, like in the arcade, was the light the light bikes. You know, the light cycles. I had no idea that there was more uh, to that game other than yeah. the light cycles until I think you got it on Xbox Live Arcade, mm-hmm. um, you know, 10 years ago or whenever that, whenever it was that it came out oh and God. we were, we were playing through that, playing through the, the one where you were, you were fighting against the, the computer, like the CPU the cone turns. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh my God. So good. So good. You got all the freaking spider things coming down at you, the computer mm-hmm. bugs. That's a so whole other good. level. There's mm-hmm. the okay, so there's four different games you could play. You could do the light cycles. You could do the spiders to get into the um, to the the CPU port. Then there's the actual the CPU cone, and then there's the tanks that uh, mm. that roll around. Mm. Yeah, that's man, that's a fun one. Yeah, so brilliant, so brilliant. It didn't need you know because we've we've been talking about what makes a good a good video game mm-hmm. uh, based on a movie. This one didn't really follow the movie so much in terms of like story and, well, that's and good. having different sequences like that. It was more just based on overarching ideas of the movie. Like what what can you do in a if you're in a video game, what kind of things would you would you be able to do? And other than the light cycles, I don't know that there was anything else from the movie that that was in there. No, there the tanks. But that's because Tron was built as a companion piece to the movie and not an adaptation. Okay. Uh, okay. It came out the same time the movie did. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah, because it was in the movie. The games yeah. were in the movie. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy because I, I I recently watched – well, I say recently. It's, it's probably been, again, about five years now. I recently watched um, the original Tron. 
and it doesn't I hold up. The, seeing the game, no, it definitely doesn't no. move like Tron Legacy does. No, it does not. No, it does not. Um, but I do. I remember seeing the game, and there I was like, ah, you know, it's kind of like watching The Wizard and 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 seeing Mario Brothers oh, three. Yeah. Yeah, or Wreck-It Ralph and seeing Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, awesome. No, yeah, no, I, I love that one. I love that though. No, good idea. And uh, yeah, have they made any more Tron games since then? I feel like they have. Yeah, there is. There's one uh, that's based on Tron Legacy, which I haven't I seen anything on. Oh, it's, it's so good. Man. Is it's it good? So good. Yeah, it's good. super good. Okay. Yeah. And then there's another one called Tron 2.0, uh, Killer yes. Noah, which um, which I believe was pretty good too. I. I have it on something. It's either it's either on GOG or Steam, but I, I remember it being it's like a third person game. And you've got the whole disc war thing that you do with nice. the with it's the discs that you throw Rebecca back. Remain Stamos. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> there were um there were a number of games for Tron that were on the Atari uh, oh, twenty six hundred. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. There was uh, there were a couple Tron games that were on the Intellivision. Uh, yeah, there were there was um man Tron Deadly Discs was pretty fun. Uh, I have the um, the, the Atari thing that that Sarah got me, and oh, it, yeah. it has like it has like a little bit of an arcade. Like if you yeah. own it, you can access some of the games. And oh, nice. yeah, Tron Tron is on there, and man, it's still awesome. It, it's fun. Like I've been rediscovering a lot of old twenty six hundred games, yeah. and there's a lot of shit. Oh yeah, you yeah. know you you definitely had to use your imagination to fill in the gaps, <laughs> but there's some good stuff. Like there's mm-hmm. some stuff that like man, this had this was good even then. Like this is this is pretty fine for a game. Sorry, I digress. No, no, it's all right. Oh. Yeah, I'm debating whether to bring up uh, another Atari 2600 game, but uh, yeah, we talked about it on the Star well, Wars I mean, episode. I think I, I know which one. I think, you, yeah, well, well, I mean, the worst game of all time. <laughs> yes. Well, then let's do it. Uh, yeah, you can't talk about video games based on movies without the infamous E.T. for the Atari 2600 uh, yep. that uh, has now been buried in landfills across uh, New Mexico, presumably. Maybe I drove across one unwittingly in the last couple <laughs> of weeks. Didn't even realize I was in an I've got ET a copy in my bedroom. Yeah, I have one too. Uh, yeah. I think I bought it for like five dollars too at a swap meet. Like, really? That's pretty oh, good. Wow. Ballsy yeah, for people to be good. charging that much for such a shitty game. But um, <laughs> that would be the second time in my life I bought this uh, game. Which I mean, this, the story behind it, you know, is, is lore nowadays, right? It was, uh, it was it rushed. Was rushed. Uh, it was. Like, it was. It was like a two-week development. Cycle. Yeah, I think he had like six weeks. One guy basically did all of the coding, all the graphics, all the, everything, all the, like came up with the gameplay itself. They didn't care what it was; they just wanted something to sell, uh, uh-huh. and they got it. And uh, yeah, that poor guy. Here's, so I'm going to say this though: knowing it was one guy who had like a month to get this thing together, it's not a bad game. That's kind of impressive. That. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, and I would I would say like there's there's people that nowadays in you know they'll they'll have like a twenty four or forty eight hour game design challenge, um, and, and there'll be one guy or a small team that will put together you know kind of a prototype of a game mm-hmm. uh-huh. within a couple of days. And I mean, there's a lot of bad ones, but there's some of them that are like, okay, I, I can see some promise in this, and I can yeah. see it, you know, I can see it going forward from here. Um, but thinking back to, it's like, yeah, you know, back in the eighties, you don't have things like unity and, and unreal engine that you can just put little blocks here and there and Mm -hmm. have a game that works. You know, you, they had to go in and they had to code in usually like an assembly language back then Yeah, that, Oh God, that's horrible. Mm -hmm. And to to think that one person did that. 
Well, and, and, and to me, it's it's not so much that it was one person because if you look back on the twenty six hundred games, a lot of development was just right. one person doing yeah. games. It's just that they had more time to more do time. exactly. Yeah. You can play test that sort of thing. You can look for bugs, and and that's why ET is just a frustrating game to play. Conceptually, it's not awful, uh, but uh, the <laughs> when you get stuck in one of those uh, loops where you just consistently fall into the pit the minute oh, you get God. out of it. It is the most frustrating thing, uh, and yeah, uh, ingrained in my brain, the frustration uh, playing that game. So yeah, there you go. That's true. E.T. When you you grow up like me, though, and E.T. was one of the three games you had on the 2600 for a long time. Played what we played. Make it work. I've finished that game a few times. No, I think I have too. Oh, well, wow. yeah, you, you have to get the spaceship to call you and go home, right? That's it. Yeah. I yeah. have done it as well, but uh, I cannot say I enjoyed my time with ET on the 2600. <laughs> uh, all right, Joe, back to you. Um, all right, let me see. Do I want to do good, bad, or just indifferent? Ugly. Um, okay, so you did bad. So I let did me. Deep. And the last one I did was good. Let me go with an indifferent game. Here we go. Um, I would like to, uh, I guess, offer up The Goonies 2 on the NES. Oh, Indifference. I actually enjoy that game a lot. It's enjoyable. It's not good, No, but it's enjoyable. Not representative Uh, of what The Goonies the movie is. Not representative of what the movie is and has absolutely nothing about what made the movie successful, like what made it engaging. And I know, Joel, you kind of have a different idea of like how you felt about the movie than the rest of us do. Uh, But... (laughs) But there are certain things about the Goonies that, like, you enjoy and you kind of – it goes hand in hand. There's no sloth in this game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a mermaid. Like, you find out <laughs> in the instruction booklet that, like, one of your friends is a mermaid named Annie. Mm-hmm. And I got really confused as a little kid because I'm like, wait, isn't Annie the cheerleader? Yeah. No, that's Andy, not oh, Annie. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So – it, it it was a little bit confusing because you had like your your uh, side scrolling platforming mm-hmm. adventure levels, but then you also had like the weird Friday the Thirteenth, which is also a bad adaptation. Oh yes, um, the Friday the Thirteenth like first person exploring through the cave stuff that was a little convoluted. Like you had to like hit walls, but you never really knew what walls you had to hit. Mm-hmm. So you just spent a lot of time randomly like picking items and hitting a space, and then like moving a square over and hitting a space. I enjoyed the game, and once I learned what I had to do, I had a better time right. with it. But I feel like the curve that was necessary to get to that point did not it, – it didn't – I don't know. It it, yes. it wasn't worth the price. Unnecessarily like getting, yeah. overcomplicated. Getting good at the game wasn't worth the price that I had to pay with time. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Yeah. But hey, you got the cool little chiptune version of uh, uh, Cindy Lauper's <laughs> – Goonies are good enough. Good enough for me. <laughs> there. All right, Jay. Uh, moving on to you, buddy. Good game or bad game or indifferent? Uh, let's go with. I I had it in my bad list, and it's kind of more of an indifferent list. <laughs> but you know, I think I'm going to keep it in bad list. There you go. Uh, Top Gun. Oh <laughs> yes, yes. Put that in the bad list. Another Konami yeah. game. Mm-hmm. Oh, do they do that too? Um, wow. Yeah, Konami did that. Wow. I. You know, I enjoyed the actual flight and the dogfighting mm-hmm. and stuff of it. Because, I mean, that it, it it's a lot like Sega's um, Afterburner, you know? Yes. In, the, in that sense. So it was fun to play, but then you had to land. Oh, yes. <laughs> and you always had to land on the oh freaking God. aircraft carrier. Aircraft carrier. carrier. Mm-hmm. God. Jesus Christ. Impossible. 
It was. It was. I think I did it once, and I'm. <laughs> I cannot tell you how many times I've tried. Like I, I have lost count. Yeah. Years <laughs> and years. There's no way Even it should be now, as difficult. Like as it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no way, no way. Even now, like I've, I've tried it on emulator, thinking. <laughs> You know what? I'm a grown man. Maybe, yeah. It's like maybe, <laughs> maybe it was just me being a kid, not not quite getting what I needed to mm. do. So not maybe not following the right instructions and tipping the nose up when you need to tip it up or whatever. No, no, it's just as bad still. <laughs> and, you know, I I find myself using that excuse a lot. Like, oh, maybe I wasn't as good when I was a kid. Maybe I'm a little better now. Uh, when usually the opposite tends to be true. Like I feel like I was much yeah. better at some of these older games when yeah, I was a child yeah, than uh, playing them now as an adult. Like how did I even? How did I ever beat Battletoads? Like yeah, oh my god, a ten year old Top Gun. That, that's a good pick, man. I uh, I feel everything you're feeling. You know what? I'll throw out an honorable mention or dishonorable mention, as it were, uh, for the NES Jaws video game back that was another day. one on my do you, bad do you remember that one yeah yes uh, it, oh yes i guess it kind of felt like the movie it almost checks that box because you got the little dun and dun and dun and you, you put that music in anything it's automatically jaws um but that was a really difficult one to figure out and again not really i mean i guess from a story perspective and i'm using finger quotes for the word story um you're you're in a boat you're trying to track down jaws right you're trying to get him to attack so uh you can you can pull him up uh, but that's that's about it, right? There's no actual characters yeah. in this game. You're just no. yeah, you know, like you're, you're trying to steer them diver. On the end of your boat. Yep, with, yeah. uh, sailing with the, the boat around. Yeah, whatever I, the little point at the end of the boat is, you're yeah. trying to spear him on mm-hmm. that. It's like you got to get him while he crests up out of the water and be perfectly in line with him. Yep. Yeah, uh, I was not very. I remember this uh, being a rental. Uh, yes, renting it, yes. And, and I feel like I would rent it, and then I'd go to a friend's house, and they rented it. Like everybody, it definitely had the name recognition. People wanted to play a Jaws game; they mm-hmm. just didn't want to play this Jaws game, as it turns yeah. out, because yeah. it's uh, mm-hmm. not a, not a very good one. Um, it's so bad. Uh, but I do want to talk about a good game, uh, since I feel like I've been talking mostly bad games here. Uh, and this one, wait a minute, what? didn't you just do your pick? No, I was kind of, uh, I was kind of. All right, you know what? You know what? Fine, Joe. Fine. We'll go on to you next. I'll save it's my. Cool. Uh, no, no, that's it's, true. I'll it's sa- cool. I'll save my good game because I, I have one more, and I'll do it last. Oh, okay. This is this is my last one. Here we go. And it's a good game. Uh, and I don't I don't think I need to give it any kind of introduction. I'm just going to go with Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Oh yeah, that was uh, this so. I mean, everything from like the music, and I, I I feel like an argument could be made that it's based more on the comic, the comic than book. it is the movie. Yeah, I do have it on my list as well, but I had that same thought. But uh, yeah, no man, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with it though. I'm gonna stick to my guns. I agree. I think I think Scott Pilgrim versus the World is probably one of the best video game tie-ins. Uh, Agreed to a movie. It, it's just it's it's so amazing. Um, and that's all. I don't think I need to defend it. I don't need to. <laughs> I don't need to justify my pick. It's just I need to, I need to play some more. Perfect. Yeah, man. You know, I need to play some more. I, I remember we were playing and using the little, not really a cheat, but kind of an exploit to. We cheated. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're kind of cheating just to get everybody leveled up and and, yeah. and be able to play through. But well, because it's a lot more fun. Like, here's the thing: yeah. we still had to fight our way through the game. Like, we didn't have a code that like beat people for us. Right, we didn't make right. ourselves invincible. We just 
leveled ourselves up because there's nothing more frustrating about like a fighter and this is a fun game but it does it is challenging too at the same time and it's a little buggy at times mm-hmm. yes but, i um, lost my save halfway through oh dude that's oh, that's so really i'm gonna need to get that level up a uh, cheat from you guys that you're talking oh, about absolutely not we looking just, forward to just schedule an online game we can all play it hey, together there you go. yeah hell yeah. Uh, but like it's it's way more fun to play with your friends when you're not trying to grind levels. You just get to go play through the game. Yeah. Uh, and, and yeah, no, it's, it's, it's good times. Um, everything else I had on my list, I'm kind of like, could give or take it. Even some like the good list, bad list. I have so many that are on my list, but I kind of felt like same thing with Joel. Like he had one more. I'm like, I need to wrap it up. And there's no better game I could think to end on than that one. Ah, I agree. Well, we'll do an honorable mention here in a second, but uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, like that, that game screams to like the movie itself uh, has elements of pop culture in it. It's got a huge video game theme running throughout. So it only makes sense that, that they make a video game based on it. Uh, and of course, it'd have to be one of these uh, smash em ups, you know, from, from, yeah. from like the 90s, a la yeah. Ninja Turtles yeah. and Simpsons and X-Men. Uh, yeah, nope, love that game. Looking forward to uh, going through it whenever it'll uh, decide to save my progress next time. So hopefully, <laughs> fingers crossed. All right, Jay, um, let's do one more from you, and then we'll do honorable mentions. All right. Um, well, I'm going to end, I think, on a bad one. All right. Um, <laughs> Robocop. Oh, for the NES. I forgot about that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The NES version is definitely bad. The, <laughs> the arcade, NES the arcade, the arcade. Really yes, Arcade's the arcade good. version yeah. is good. The yeah. NES version is not good. I remember, um, I remember. I remember buying that. I was well. I, I probably didn't buy it. I probably got it as a as a like Christmas present or something. Mm-hmm. But I remember being so excited because we I just seen the movie. And I was so excited. It's like, oh man, I'm gonna be be Robocop. We're gonna go fight Ed 209. And uh, holy crap, is that a shit fest? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Other than looking like Robocop vaguely and looking like the ED 209, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know that there's anything that relates to the movie about that game. You die quickly. Yes. Uh, you know, just taking a few hits and you're down, which had nothing to do with the movie. You <laughs> took freaking arsenals of he's robocop for crazy damage yeah, yeah exactly um you couldn't aim for shit you had like three directions i think that yes. you could aim in um and, and it was basically just walk forward make sure you shoot everybody duck if you see somebody pointing at you because they're about to fire and you're gonna die if you don't duck and then when you get to 8209 oddly at the end of seemingly every stage um it's like this impossible boss fight mm-hmm. that is just unnecessarily difficult <laughs> to try to get through. It's like it's almost like they tried to port what would have been an arcade game. Yeah, quarter muncher. To yeah, to just be a quarter muncher. Yeah. Um but you know, because the NES had nowhere near the power of an arcade. It just did not translate well at all. I seem to recall this one. Uh, like, was this one of those games where you couldn't move forward and fire at the same time? I seem to recall yes. like you had to stop yeah. in order you to, to shoot. Stop. Yep, you had to yep. stop and yep. shoot. And, yep. and even when you were moving, I seemed like you were walking really slow, like almost on yes. a Frankenstein base. Very, yeah. very it's a bad combination. The, the, arcade, the arcade version was very much the same. Like you couldn't fire and move at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, or I think you could jump and shoot, but you couldn't walk yes. and shoot. Ah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. Which I don't think you could do in the NES version. Mm-mm. No, 
that's tough. <laughs> Forgot about that that's one until so you bad. said it, but it is pretty bad. Uh, wow. Well, good one to go out on, Jay. Uh, I will try to uh, cleanse that palate then uh, <laughs> with my final choice. Uh, and it is a good game. At least I think it is. And I think a lot of people, at least in the last uh, 11 years since it's been released, would agree that the 2009 Ghostbusters game for Xbox yes. 360. Mm. I had that yes. on my list. Where yeah. they brought yeah. back the... Ca- it's basically Ghostbusters 3, the movie. Like, it's... Yep. It, for all intents and purposes, like you had uh, Harold Ramis and Dan Aykroyd working on the script, right? They're punching up the script. Yep. You've got all yep. the original actors back doing their own uh-huh. voices. You have likenesses of the characters. Um, and uh, aside from the fact that it kind of replays moments from the first couple of movies, uh, it, but yes. rightfully so. It's a video game. It, it's what you want to yeah. do. You want to be in that hotel trying to capture Slimer from that chandelier. Yes. So it lets it you does. recreate those moments. When you're making a video game of a movie that's like 40 years old, that's exactly what I want to do. Yeah. I want the greatest hits of the films. There like, you go. Yes. let me do all the cool things that we did. You want to throw the Stay Puft Marshmallow yes. Man at me three times? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll do that. Uh, no, I, I think this is a great pick. And like I said, I have this on my list too. Uh, and I'm so glad that you touched on it instead. Uh, it's it's amazing. Now, uh, even I though just picked it up for the Switch recently, I did too. Yeah, we were, we played it uh, around Halloween. We were looking for uh, yeah. something spooky to play, and uh, it yeah, fit the bill, nice. man. Um, yeah, now yeah, I saw it, I saw it got remastered, so I was I was thinking mm-hmm. I wanted to I wanted to pick it up on the it Switch. It looks as well, good. Cause... It looks good. It's in widescreen yeah. now. I don't know if the original was in widescreen. Maybe it was. No, actually, mm-hmm. yeah, it was because that was, was... three sixty, right? Yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah. I wasn't sure if I was going to qualify because technically. It's just based on a property. It's not based on an actual movie, but uh, oh, yeah. It's, if you've got the actors' likenesses and stuff, <laughs> there it's you definitely go. I'm giving it yeah. a pass. Uh, all right. Well, uh, there you go. That is our episode on video games based on movies. As I promised, uh, we have a little room for some honorable mentions. I'll get started uh, because I've just got a few on my list. Uh, there was a Stranger Things game that came out a couple of uh, actually. No, oh, I can't yeah. even use that based because on season three. That's it's a Stranger TV show, yeah. uh, oh, you and not a movie. So fine. you want to do that? Fine. All right. All right. Yeah. Well, weird. one of these days we'll probably do an episode of uh, video games based on TV shows. So uh, I might want to hold that back then. Uh, mm-hmm. But I will uh, throw uh, the Rocketeer for the NES uh, on oh. that on that list as well because I love that old Rocketeer game it was fun to play it was good man it was hard it, it was, was a challenging game mm-hmm. and when you like the first the first quarter of that game is just racing on the airfield and like when you finally get past that like the game opens up mm-hmm. into something else completely but like you really you have to win those races in the plane like three times. I and I, I almost got turned off forever on that. And then I was just like, <laughs> I'm gonna give it one more go. Like I learned like you really gotta hug those pylons when yeah. you when you race around the circle. And once you do that, like then it opens up, you get the Rocketeer costume, mm-hmm. and then you can fly, and then you have to race the planes and you just like leave them in the dust <laughs> with that Rocketeer rocket. <laughs> yeah. It's fun. Yeah, that's a fun one. I, I think they're still making a remake of that movie, aren't they? Supposedly. I hope so. I hope the, so the, the big rumor is that it's going to be a woman rocketeer. Of and I'm course. like, I don't care. I don't care. That could work. Just make the movie. Yeah, it'll be fun. All right, honorable mentions. Joe? Uh, my honorable mentions, uh, I've got I've got a couple. Um, I guess I could talk about like G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra on Xbox 360. That was actually a fun uh, video game based on a movie, based mm-hmm. on a bad movie. Uh, <laughs> Batman on the NES. Uh, I have was, that on my list. Yeah, yeah that's a great yes. one. 
not so great lethal weapon on the SNES. <laughs> <laughs> that was an incredible piece of shit. Um, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom on the arcade was oh, yeah. really fun. Yeah. Um, there was a game based on Bad Boys, the Bad Boys movie franchise, what? called Miami what? Takedown. I have it. I still have it on PS2. Oh my it's god! It's so bad. It was made by an English developer. The voices of Will Smith and uh, oh, and no. Martin Lawrence oh, no. are so clearly two white guys oh, no. doing their impressions of black guys. That's... Oh no! It's like it's so, like they'll talk to each other. They banter. They try to recreate the banter between the two, and they'll be like, "Hey, man, it looks like." <laughs> and like it's like listening to. Them. I've played it up at work and had Tess listen. I'm like Tess. <laughs> White guys or black guys? What are you, what are you Please and, tell me they and, don't drop the end bomb. Please. The, no, they, no. And the consensus okay. is it's white guys trying to sound like they're black. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think the last one, I'm going to end on a high note. Mm. Um, the Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring yeah. for SNES, yes. I think is based on the Ralph Bakshi Lord of the Rings movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think is one of the most fun. But the thing is, you've got to be in the right headspace. You can, this is not a single-player game. If mm-hmm. you're trying to play it by yourself, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. Uh, get a party of friends together and just dungeon delve, man. Just dive into a dungeon, beat things up, you know, and try to make your way to the end. It's so much fun. Yes, yes. You know, to that end, I'll throw the... Uh, um... Mid two thousands Lord of the Rings games in there, the ones that were based on the movies. Oh yeah, based uh, on the movies. Yeah, the Two Towers and Return of the King. Really yep. well done. Uh, great graphics, uh, and surprisingly, they haven't had another game like that since. Although I hear they're working this, on a Gollum game. The seamless oh. transition when you're watching when you're playing the Two Towers, mm-hmm. and they they do that whole like recap of like at the beginning of Fellowship of the Ring, the movie, you've got that whole thing that Kate Blanchett narrates, and you see like the whole War of the Ring and right. stuff. Uh, and that whole like that seamless transition as you see like all the elves using their glaives and stuff like to to kill the orcs and it it goes from being filmed to like video game animated like just as it gets to you I and I was like oh, it blew my mind mm-hmm. that was that's a good one mm-hmm. all right Jay what about you honorable mentions well that was going to be one of my oh sorry <laughs> I was I was specifically going to do the the two towers the actually the GBA version mm. um. Just because I have I have pretty fond memories of uh, playing that, and that was that was Joe um, all telling me that I needed to grab this game so that we could play. Um, but I'll go with uh, Michael Jackson's Moonwalk. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Now again, is that based that was... on a movie though? Yeah. The, yeah. The Moonwalker. Was that a, was that a movie? Wait. Mm-hmm. I think well yeah there it was a movie but I'm trying was, to decide was it a movie first and then the game or was it the game and then the movie no it was the movie first I, I, I maybe one of those tie-ins I think it was the movie first or yeah it maybe was maybe first. it was a maybe it was a tie-in I didn't realize it was um, a full-length uh, feature film it was like a short mm-hmm. film or something all right I stand corrected um, but yeah it was like you know this kind of this beat 'em up game where <laughs> instead of actually throwing punches and kicks you're yeah. you're doing dance moves it's like West Side Story dancing. yeah it's it's, <laughs> it's great it's a good 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 feel good yeah. feels uh, <laughs> and then I'll move on to a bad uh, honorable mention for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles <laughs> the uh, the NES one whoa uh, yeah not the not the not the beat 'em up fighter ones. No, I'm still. I, I have to strongly disagree. I mean, this is fine. This is your list. Surely, you want to be wrong? That's cool. You can be wrong. I'm one of those people that feels like the Konami uh, Ninja Turtles, uh, the original yeah. Ninja Turtles game on the NES. I feel like it gets a bad rap. 
Yeah, yeah. Deserve it. Bad rap because it's a bad game. <laughs> I, I think it gets a bad rap because you weren't good enough to get oh, through. <laughs> I will freely admit that yes, I was not good enough. To I played you know, not without a game. Chief. It was ridiculously no, yeah, difficult. Yeah, it was really hard. Yeah. I guess kind of representative of the. Although now you got me questioning: was that based on the movie, or was that just the no, the cartoon was, and the property? It was the cartoon, the cartoon and the property. Yeah, yeah, I guess it was. Yeah, I guess that was more cartoon. Nah, based. Well, it's okay. If I can do uh, Spider Man, you can do that. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then an indifferent, but kind of leaning towards good, uh, was Jurassic Park for mm. the NES. Or, there sorry, were the so NES. many. There were yeah. so yeah. many Jurassic Park games. Yeah. Well, you had this the one, one for the PC that like I we had the never yeah yeah I had the one for the PC <laughs> that I when I was putting this list together I remembered going through it and apparently it and the SNES version they were same developer so it's the exact same game yeah whether whether it's the DOS version or whether it's the SNES version um, but it, it kind of has this it's this top down exploration when you're outside but when you go inside it goes into kind of like this first person mode um not really smooth like a doom first person or whatever it's more like a the oh, old yeah. school each screen at a time type of person yeah, the contra um it was difficult as shit um but i don't know it it felt like you were exploring the island and trying to to hide from the like the velociraptors or or the tra- uh, the tyrannosaurus when he came out um i don't know it it like I said, not great, but not terrible. So I'm, I'm keeping it on my indifferent list, but nice. leaning towards good because because I did enjoy playing. It. Did it at least uh, have the theme, the John Williams theme? As oh yeah, part of the soundtrack. All right, see, yeah. you know, and it you, was a chiptunes version of it too. I, even better. You throw the music from the movie in there, and uh, that gets me buys me a little bit of goodwill. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, oh, hey, yeah. so really quick, I looked up. I know um, you had looked up, Joel, Alien 3, Judge Dredd, and Stargate. They were all released by Acclaim. It was Acclaim. That was, who re- that was who released the game, but they were all developed by the same studio, Probe Software. Ah, there uh, you go. Yeah. That would explain it then. Well, there you go. Video games based on movies. Uh, there are many more out there. Uh, most of them are awful. You can go to Wikipedia and find them for yourself. <laughs> I think we've kind of uh, picked the highlights and the lowlights. Uh, from the last 40 years. And you know what? Yeah. I feel like you don't really see this a lot anymore. Like, this was a big trend back in the day yeah. when, when you couldn't, when, when video games had to be sold based on something that they were uh, associated with, right? Uh, yeah. It was, it was yeah. rare to have, you know, uh, original franchises. And I kind of yeah. feel like uh, the industry nowadays is all about original franchises because, yeah. uh, well, I mean, I say that, but there's a lot of tie ins as well, but usually released from the studios themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Well, that and mm-hmm. also it's, I mean, we're seeing less straight up uh, adaptations mm-hmm. and now we're seeing stuff represented like the movie industry is kind of getting on board with like trying to keep up with the video game industry. Like yeah. you're looking at stuff like Fortnite and like instead of getting a full game of some movie, you're seeing like you you could play as these characters or get these yeah. costumes from this movie. No, it's, it's It's different. It's a different atmosphere now out there in video game land. <laughs> yeah, they're they're starting to actually be taken seriously in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. You know, it's always, it, it, which is weird to me because they it's been probably ten years at least that they have surpassed Hollywood in, in oh, terms yeah. of revenue uh, and time revenue spent. and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Roger Ebert did say video games will never be a legitimate art form. <laughs> yeah, and it's like 
what why is that any different than a book or a tv show or a movie why did why do they get to be art but a video game doesn't it makes no no it's ridiculous we'll have none of that talk on this podcast where we uh we we, uh, celebrate the art form uh, that is in video games Uh, And if you want to help us do that, you want to sound off, maybe tell us about some uh, video games that were based on movies that we did not mention, one of your favorites, one of your least favorites, uh, sound off. Have your voice heard on our Facebook page, 16-Bit Gladiators, or you can tweet us at 16-Bit Gladiators on Twitter. Uh, And again, go to our website, 16BitGladiators.com, for all of that and more. You can subscribe to the podcast. We have handy little links. uh, And uh, tell your friends. You have some friends who play video games. You'll want to hear a couple of chuckleheads. Talking about video games, you can uh, listen to this podcast and listen in next week when uh, we'll be talking about another uh, tasty topic. I think the topic is going to be uh, backlog games, games that uh, we've purchased or downloaded uh, fully with the intention of playing and beating uh, and in some ways or in some instances never even booted up, never even made it onto the hard drive, still sitting. Actually, I literally over the weekend unwrapped uh, a, a game that I had bought weeks ago that was still in the cell of fame. So, uh, yeah, that's weeks. That's cute. Weeks. Yeah, yeah. Some I of... see your weeks. There's some games that I bought when the Switch was first launched that I don't think I've still played yet. Oh, I, I that yeah, I, I have some dating back. Uh, well, probably to the 360 era. Uh, for I, I have. I definitely have some dating back to 2000. Yeah, but I guys, four, I still have Alan Wake for the Xbox. <laughs> I mean, I oh I usually God, yeah. I usually unwrap them. Alan though. Wake and I still, have... yeah. I will at least yeah. unwrap them though, because uh, like that's that shows some level of commitment. Um, <laughs> but yeah, as far as getting them uh, actually in front of my eyeballs and playing them, uh, it's quite a list. I think you guys have quite a list as well, enough to fill an entire episode uh, of uh, games in our backlog. So that's what we're talking about next week, our backlog of video games. All right, Joe, welcome back. Good to have you. Thank miss, you so much. Around. so much fun. I miss your musk. Yeah. I miss your scent. <laughs> when this is all over, we should get an apartment together. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, and of course, Jay, nicely done. Thanks for bringing it again. Thank you, sir. Thank you. And thank you, the listener, uh, for listening to this podcast. And uh, we will see you or hear you. You will hear us next week on another episode of the 16-Bit Gladiators. Bye, guys. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. What the fuck are we going to do now? You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.